When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. One of my greatest achievements, but welcome back to Trot's Life, uh, day four of British Week. He's being able to play this little piano. That, that, little, that little trill took me a little while, let me tell you. Um, yes, welcome back. Fun facts with Jay. You know what? I hate, even, even when it comes back, I hate hearing my name in full for some reason. Trot's Life with Jason Bonington. It sounds very, anyway. We've got Kath McIntosh on the line, so let's move on quickly. How are you, Kath? G'day, how are you going? Good. Now, I'm, I'm just reading your uh, profile on the Northern <laughs> Rivers Equine. Um, I'm getting back to uh, I'm getting back to a couple of the uh, a, a couple of the hobbies of the interest at the moment. But Kath lives by the motto that Rome wasn't built in a day, only because she wasn't around back then. And it's not that far from the truth. You have, I mean, this is quite um, quite standard in a way in racing and harness racing. But you have your fingers in a lot of pies, don't you, Kath? Yeah, we've got a bit going on, that's for sure. <laughs> so t- talk us through it. For those who don't know, you're a vet. You're on the committee here for Harness Breeders Victoria. What else do you do? Um, okay, yeah. So I'm the practice uh, owner with uh, at Northern Rivers Equine Veterinary Clinic. Uh, it was a practice that we established in 2009. Um, and, yeah, I'm a, the vice president of the Harness Breeders um, Victoria Committee, um, which, uh, you know, a terrific committee, and we're doing some really great stuff for the breeders. Um, we have a, a quite a, a very strong membership following, which is terrific. Um, I'm also, uh, yeah, principal stud master of uh, Lower Long Farms, which is... Um, you know, grown exponentially in the last sort of three or four years. And, and uh, yeah, we have a terrific team here, um, sort of, I guess, highlighted by, you know, our stone parade on Sunday, which we had, you know, nearly 300 people attend that, which was amazing and great to see that there's so much enthusiasm and um, uh, interest in breeding here in Victoria. And, you know, that was attended by breeders and, and trainers and owners and, you know, a whole range of people. So it was terrific for the industry in general. I think the uh, – I've used it a few times today. So the word of the day on Trot's Life, day four of Breeders' Week is exponentially. Um, Kath, I'm told there's very good news. Now, there's – we keep doing this and keep moving forward with it, but there's new Vic Bread breeding incentives, and I'm told there's already been a positive correlation or a positive linear correlation with those incentives and the breeding numbers this year. And you would know this more broadly being part of Harness Breeders Victoria, but also with Lower Long Farms. Yeah, um, yeah, certainly see all aspects of it. Um, and yeah, that was the Vic Bread Pure was an incentive that was driven by the harness breeders. And um, and it sort of, uh, it just also sort of coincided with um, the growth of Low Long Farms and probably um, when we began standing poster boy and Soho Tribeca. Mm. Um, and, 
you know, it's, we are certainly seeing a shift in, um, and, you know, and it, and it hasn't been without a lot of work, I can tell you, but a shift in the mentality of breeders around these stallions that are bred um, in Australia. I mean, Poster Boy is, he is an all-American bred anyway, um, but he was born born and bred here in Australia. Um, and, you know, Soho Tribeca, I mean, they've, been, they've both been two of the best horses in the country um, that were bred in Australia. And now they're getting, you know, every, this is the third year that they're standing with us and, We've had books in excess of 100 every year, which is almost unheard of, um, you know, for colonial stallions um, before that. And, and a lot of that is driven around the Vic Bread Pure. A lot of that is, you know, a bit of a change in the mentality of breeders and also um, the uh, with Nutrient Equine um, into the, the sales market. Um, they're a bit more, um, I guess, think a little bit more broadly in terms of the marketplace. So, yeah, and we've been, um, personally, we've been driving a lot of incentives around, you know, these stallions, um, encouraging, you know, people to breed, try to educate and inform breeders more um, and, you know, really promote them as a as a sales um, prospect for people. And our um, lower long stallion bonus also does that, which is tied in with the Vic Bread, you know, um, series. So, you know, we're trying to support the... Um, Victorian breeders and, and uh, you know, that support us. And I think, um, you know, we can really get some strength into our um, or continue to have strength in our Victorian breeding. I, I think if there's been one overriding theme of Breeders Week in its third year this year over the past few days, it is this move toward the colonial domicide stallion on day two and day three. We've discussed it really heavily. And what Vic Bread Pure does in my mind, Kath, is – it's just a little push, isn't it? Because really, you spoke about mindset and psychology, and that's the only thing, that's the only hurdle or obstacle or impediment to actually realising these are the outstanding sons of the outstanding stallions in North America that you love anyway. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's just about the marketplace finding a balance, um, and, and it is, it's finally starting to do so. So when these horses are... Um, yeah, just getting that little bit extra opportunity um, that they've needed to see whether they stand up um, against some of these best North American um, sires that we've had. Now, and the, I'm sure they will. Now, there's the positive. This isn't necessarily a negative, but it's a question. What is the biggest challenge right now facing? We've got some good news there. What's the biggest challenge right here, right now, facing the Victorian and Australian breeding industry? Um. I think it's just uh, about maintaining momentum. Um, you know, we've got some great initiatives from various states around breeding and you have to maintain that momentum. But um, if we can get the breeders up and going and breeding, the next step is that we need to um, look at the broader industry and say, how can we engage more people into the industry to buy these these horses at the sales? We need to increase our, our yielding average through the, the um, sales ring. Um, we, you know, because it, everything costs more now. I mean, you just know that when you go to the supermarket, everything costs more. So the production of these yearlings costs more. And I think to have a more competitive market um, as at the sales ring and then on the, you know, on owners on the track, we need to engage more people into the industry. It's a terrific industry, you know, it's a, it's a, um, and we should be really proud of the industry that we have. Um, but we need to engage new people into it, new, new owners, new buyers. Um, and, uh, you know, really drive things forward because that's that's the next step. I was well aware the other day when I went to buy Nutri-Grain, a large Nutri-Grain for $9, I think we've got some problems. Uh, it's Nutri-Grain. Yeah. Uh, it's Nutri-Grain. 
literally you could get three bowls out of that big, like three good bowls, and it was, and it's zero. Um, so getting back to breeding and away from Nutrigrain here, one thing that just from the periphery, because obviously I'm not involved in breeding personally, but I wonder whether. And there is support. We, we, we can see that. And Harness Breeders Victoria, I think, are doing an exceptional job of lobbying um, administrations like Harness Racing Victoria to assist. But is there enough assistance, enough support, and enough recognition, acknowledgement, and understanding, I think, Kath, of the fact that if we don't breed horses, we don't have horses. I've spoken about this all week. And if you don't have horses, you don't have races. And if you don't have races, you don't have turnover. And if you don't have turnover, you don't have prize money. Yeah, that's correct. So I think, um, yeah, we don't we, we don't just need to focus on the on the punter and the races. We need to focus on where the product comes from, and that's because without that, we won't have a racing product for punters to bet on. Um, and yeah, we need to we need to dial back, and we need to be proud of what our breeders produce and the efforts that they go to. I mean, ultimately, they are they carry the most risk. They have the longest investment of everyone. Um, you know, but between um, working out what stallion they're going to breed to uh, this year, I mean, we don't see that offspring till next year. And basically, they're you know, if they're commercial, they're trying to predict what the the trainers and, and buyers at the sales want to buy in two and a half years' time. So it's a big risk, and it's a you know, and I think we need to appreciate the effort that the breeders go to um, to get that product out there. And we have a world class product now, which we should be really proud of. Our exports to the US are more than competitive over there. Um, you know, our our the US are buying some of our best. Um, female lines because our, our progeny and our um, product racing product is is equal or if not better to the what's happening in the US at the moment so um, yeah we need to keep uh, keep promoting our breeders and um, and where our product comes from and, and it's a great story Tobes? can we change tact a little bit I'm just wondering a bit about delivering foal and complications with uh, foal delivery, etc. It's more a vet question. Well, I reckon, I reckon, Kath, you offer a service, don't you, in terms of um, helping out in that respect? Yeah, that's right. And we actually um, just on, uh, we'll fall down over 100 mares this year here on farm. And we actually just had our first foal born this morning at one o'clock. And, uh, you know, that mare was three weeks overdue and we'd been desperately waiting for her to have a foal and get to get the stud season underway here. And um, sure enough, at one o'clock this morning, as the first drops of rain started to fall, because it's um, raining here in North North Victoria today, um, yeah, sure enough, she decides to foal. So we're standing out there in the rain uh, at one o'clock this morning and uh, delivering a very handsome uh, colt into the world. Um, so the owners are very, you know, overjoyed to have been and had a look at the uh, mare and foal in the barn this morning, and and uh, she's a it's a first time foal for her, and um, they're overjoyed with their new little bundle of joy they've got. Very handsome uh, colt named Toby, if I've named it correctly. <laughs> that's not that's not going to work out too well, unfortunately. Handsome colt with <laughs> limited ability. No, no. Um, I'll tell you what's really, uh, really crucial to offer that surface because people might want to get involved in breeding, but I know from, you know, many friends of mine in the industry that foal watch, I mean, it's, it kills people, doesn't it? Like having to, having to stay up night after night after night under any conditions and particularly people who've never done it before. These are the kind of things that will preclude people from getting involved in breeding because, it's frightening for them. So to offer that service is really crucial. 
Yeah, it is. And it's a big investment. I mean, we have someone on Fold dedicated to Fold Watch uh, right through the night and then obviously, and then the team during the day sort of takes over. Um, mostly the mayors will fall at night, but um, sometimes we do get daytime followings as well. And and uh, for the majority of the time, the followings um, are all you know go really well. Um, but the nature of it and of it is, and the, and the way they fall um, is that if there is something wrong with the the following, whether it's the presentation of the fall um, or, or there's something wrong with the mayor, um, then things go can go badly quite yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, so that's where it's important to supervise your your mayor falling down because. Um, you know, you've waited a long time for that foal and it's been an investment and um, and we want to see it safely delivered and be a nice, healthy foal. So, um, you know, we are, I'm, you know, the fall down paddock is right next to my house. So I, um, when foal, you know, something's falling, foal watch calls me and I just kind of roll out of bed and roll over the fence and, and uh, get that get that sorted and then roll back into bed again. Um, it's, uh, but it's really important to, um, to, to watch these. I mean, there's a maiden mare um, that folds this morning as an example. Um, you know, they sometimes are a bit overwhelmed by what's just happened. And, you know, we pop a lead rope on them and make sure that they, they mother the foal and and they get that early bonding that they need. Um, and then the other thing is that sometimes, um, the maiden mares are so, um, so in love with their foal that they just want to keep it in front of them and under their nose and and keep an eye on it that and that they don't want to let it suckle and obviously you know the whole you know suckling um, is new to them and sometimes they're not that keen and it's really important that foals get on the suck um, very quickly after being born um, they need to get that um, all important colostrum from the mare and that gives them their early immunity um, and and that circumvents a whole lot of health problems down the track if they get um, that that colostrum early and the their ability to absorb all the good things from the colostrum stops after 12 uh stops after 24 hours Mm. and their absorption is declining from 12 hours to 24 hours so um you know so we were you know on hand to make sure this mare you know mothered her her foal well um she's we took brought her up into the barn and held her so that the foal could get on the suck and and she could get used to all these new sensations and things that were happening it's kind of beautiful they still want to keep money so before we let you go uh very short this is your life based on this uh profile with uh kath mcintosh right um triathlons what are you best at swimming cycling or running uh running running you like reading what's your favorite book of all time um, oh, um, the How to Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, beautiful Harper Lee, Ooh. who apparently didn't actually write yeah. it. It was Truman Capote that actually wrote it, apparently. But anyway, it's an amazing book to kill a mockingbird. Scout and, um, and Pip and all the rest. And, uh, that's uh, Gregory Peck movie. Yes, Toby? No, you didn't catch that one. Uh, favorite movie of all time. Might be, might be to kill a mockingbird still. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't mind that actually. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've totally Come on, you've got you to fire one back. That's what this, what this is your life is about. <laughs> Kath can talk about colostrum for 15 yeah, minutes, and I ask her a favourite movie, she, she she ties up. Come on. <laughs> Oh look, I did. I did really like the late, latest uh, Top Gun Maverick. That was very good. Saw that at the Gold Class Cinemas, and uh, yeah, great, great movie. I still haven't seen that. And what's the best beach in uh, Victoria or Australia? Uh, I do like um, uh, Cook, 
Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I do like uh, the Gold Coast Beach, Rainbow Bay up there. It's very nice to go up um, this lovely beach up there. All right, you've done very well. Thanks very much for your time, Kath. And for the education, it's very, very important. And to have somebody like you on that knows the industry so broadly, it's a great thing for the listeners here on SEN Track. So we appreciate your time. Yep, no worries. Anytime. Thank you. This is Kath McIntosh. She's on the committee for Harness Breeders Victoria. She's a vet, low along farms, polymath renaissance woman. Time for a break. When we come back, a little short seg with uh, you and I, and then we move on to Jamie Cockshart and Bianca Hannon to wind up day four of Breeders Week here on SEN Track. Oh, 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 oh.